Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! Welcome to the Elio Podcast, the Friday night edition. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Bragley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I just started into my cups we'll see how this goes by the end of this uh 45 minutes or so um somebody not in his cups but somebody in his feels and into his tireds uh is our co-host brandon you can follow him on twitter it's at brandon dubich brandon spelled traditionally dubich d-u-b-i-c-h what's up brando you awake? this is gonna be my uh, michael jordan podcast <laughs> i mean i'm not sick but i get sick talking about purdue so like oh. mix that with how tired I am. This is this is my Jordan podcast. There you go. Tonight. There you go. Is it? Uh, and uh the star of the show today at least. Uh with us as most of the time is our producer Seth. A special show for him where he gets to shine um with We're like per loser Seth. Ooh, there got it him. is. With got his him. his knowledge of his second favorite football team. Uh, if you haven't already done it, block him on Twitter. It's at Setah5, S-E-T-A-H-5. What's up, Seth? Let's get hot and heavy. Let's do this. I'm into this. I'll bring the energy, Brando. There I got go. you. I so got you. You were Let's talking go. about your sack being empty. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So I've got a quick one. Uh, more games attended. I this this year, IU games or Purdue games? I think I split three and three. Is it hinging on whether or not you go to Illinois or Cincinnati? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. Well, let's get into it. It's our final fake preview, fake schedule preview. It's real schedule preview, but it doesn't really matter because we're still a good 14 weeks away from this game. We're going to talk about the week 13 game against Purdue, the bucket game. It's on a November 26th. That is my four-year, or well, three-year-old's fourth birthday. So that will be a hell of a present. Uh, time to be determined, but we know where it's taking place in God's country, on God's field in Bloomington, Indiana, Memorial Stadium, the Memorial Stadium. Um, we'll get into a quick history lesson. We don't need to do a, a real deep dive. Last matchup was what it was. It was like, uh, you know, a Big 10 team playing a high school team and the high school team scored on their first offensive drive of the game. And uh, Seth was in his shakes for a little bit. Um, all time record in the last 10, it's five and five. So that's, that's all we need. And um, believe it or what not, it's have not you as done bad, for me lately. Right. Love the sample size. It's not as bad as um, I mean, I could have gone like the last, we could go the last eight. It's five and three. IU. So at least I gave you the last 10 narrative. Yes. If we go 11, <laughs> it's six and five IU. I mean, we can keep going. So, um, you know, recency, 
I mean, there was a stretch there from 19, if you want to count it, Seth, 1948 to 1961, you guys went undefeated. Congratulations. My dad was born in 1961. He's 60. How old would he be now? <laughs> 61 years old. Those glorious post-war years. Oh, yeah. What a heyday. What a time to be alive. Yes. Uh, we weren't. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, if that's what you want to count. Again, the, the overall isn't as bad as, you know, 75-42 with six ties, which is weird. When was the last tie? It was like recent. No, it wasn't. 1958 was the most recent tie. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so yeah there you go there's that um they've got a coach who is famous more famous for his drunk rant or whatever he was doing during or i'm sorry concussed rant during an xfl sideline interview um than he is for anything else that he's done other than maybe leading the hilltoppers to like an eight win season or something before he was snagged uh by purdue who just failed with a mac coach so they decided to tap into Conference USA. Uh, so you're far, talking about the coach of Louisville, right? I mean, that's what that's what Dan Dockett said that Brom to Louisville. Yeah, right. Well, you know, so who's so, the coach now? Let's not put that. Let's not put that uh, name into the podcast anymore. I don't need any of his people. I think he uh, also had Painter to Painter to Mizzou too at one point. Yes, Wasn't that, that was locked. That was locked. Yes. Um, the guy knows everything. He's the greatest coach of all time. He's never done anything wrong in his life. And yeah, let's go Brandon and all that stuff. So, oh my. Quick, um, quick, 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 Brando Rando. Who do you like more? Brahm or Painter? Oh, he loves Painter. Yeah. They've got a weird obsession with a guy that can't get amazing teams to a final four. Like, I, I'm sorry, I'll say it. They've had some really good teams. I mean, Brom's done more teams. with less, mm-hmm. right? Like, Brom's yes. a better coach as far as, like, talent. But is he somehow Painter is still trotting out seven-foot-four players when that's not a thing anymore, and they're still semi-successful? Consistently. Like, yeah, like, for some reason. Bad. I think okay. they're, like, good for Purdue, but, like, you know, like Purdue's not even a stepping stone school. Like they're just like you settle. You know, they're like they're like a oh, never. I live in a cul-de-sac, but I was gonna say a cul-de-sac CPA. Um, but we might have cul-de-sac CPAs that listen. I'll just sit back and accept this slander. All right, there you go. Because it's gonna get yeah. So there it's gonna go. be all day. It's gonna be all night, baby. It's so gonna this be is, all night. This will be fun here then. So Vegas and granted they've got a pretty soft schedule, but Vegas has got them at seven and a half. I feel like Seth is right on the fence there. He's not gonna lean either way. Um, the opening game of the season is what's going to hinge. You know what else that, is soft? I think. Painters like whole body. Oh my god, <laughs> it's okay. doughy. It is doughy. It is is that what is this? I'm doing this. It's it's a an audio platform, but I'm he's doing the he's got like a little one and a half chin. All right, it's, it's like, like a, it's like a, a your great grandma jowl. You know what I mean? All right, like, let's move okay. along, sorry, sir. Move sorry. along. Sorry, Mr. Painter. Um, so okay, I'm not sorry. <laughs> so they start uh, next Thursday with Penn State at home, and Brandon and I play softball with a majority group of Purdue fans. And I, Brandon, I cannot 
outside of the guy that's on our podcast, I cannot tell you how amazed I am at how confident they are as four point home dogs uh, to it's Sean down to three Clifford. now. It's down to three. Down to, three yeah. to Sean Clifford Moving and money. the Penn State Nittany Lions who are coming in with a pretty decent squad, which we've done this already. And they just think that eh, it's fine. They're all going up. It's going to be a big party. What do you think there, Brandon? Oh, Penn State wins with double digits. Oh, goodness. And I don't think it's particularly close. Like, if, if it is double digits, it's going to be that, like, sympathy touchdown. I think it's um, close. I think it's a close one. I don't think it's close. It's hard. I think Vegas is way off on this one. I think Purdue's getting a big bump from last year's production. That's what a lot of first weeks are. NFL, colleges, it's last year's production. And um, Purdue lost a lot. Like a like a lot a lot. So a lot of firepower. No um, Samson James. <laughs> David. I mean, Bell. their best offensive weapon yep. is a tight end. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But Penn State nice, is going though. to crush them. Okay. Yeah, all remember right. last time Purdue had this like all world tight end? How what he's what's he doing right now? Which one? Dustin Keller? Yeah. I don't know. Remember Didn't he do- was like you remember he was he was the next thing? He was pretty good for a season or so in the NFL, I think. Yeah, he got yeah. hurt. He got hurt and washed out. Yeah, it was. There you go. Let's go through the, the schedule. Go through the schedule real quick. Seth, you win loss. Ready to go. Uh, Penn State at home. Uh, big loss. Okay. Indiana State at home. Win. At Syracuse. Win. That's a win. The Owls of Florida Atlantic at home. Win. Win. At Minnesota. Loss. Loss. At Maryland. Win. Loss. Nebraska at home. Win. win. At Wisconsin, loss. loss. Iowa at home, loss. At Illinois, Seth always goes to this game. Win. Northwestern at home with Pat Fitzgerald coming off of a bad season, so we know this is eight win Pat Fitzgerald time. You've got it. You've got an L here. I have a win. You had an L at some point when we talked about the schedule. Theorized that I'm worried that's one of his eight wins. Yes. And then we will save the last one for later in the pod. But so, so I have him at six and five, by the way, going into this game. Okay. I, I have I have wins at Indiana State, Syracuse, Florida Atlantic, Nebraska. You have them losing Il- to Maryland? Yes. Illinois and Northwestern. So I have them at six and five. And I have us at five and six. I legitimately think that the bucket game, I think for us, is going to hinge on bowl but maryland's good for them i think it's hinging on their over under seven and a half i've got them at seven they're not they're not gonna get there yeah i've got them at seven going into the bucket i don't think they get there spoiler alert but um i do have them at seven and uh trip to foster farms or whatever they call it now so um red box what was it called i don't who knows uh, Levi's Stadium game, whatever that one is, San Francisco Bowl. Who knows? Um, San Francisco treat. Yes. So there we go. Cool. We did all that fun stuff. Let's talk some more Purdue football. Um, Seth, give us uh, a couple key players on each side of the ball. You mentioned something about the best player on your team being a transfer from Samford before. Stop it. That's our kicker, Mitchell Finneran. But no, um, obviously, AOC. Aiden O'Connell, uh, the former walk-on, he's the easy go-to lead guy. 
consistent, steady leadership, all that fun stuff. He's pretty generic. I mean, there's nothing really stand out about him, but in the big 10, if you have an experienced, consistent quarterback, that's half the battle. It seems like a lot of times. So that's a plus for them. Payne Durham, the, the long tenured tight end, who is a physical specimen. He's probably their best receiving option. They also have a bunch of just kind of random guys who might be good at receiver, Charlie Jones and Tyrone Tracy transfers from Iowa. Uh, Brock Thompson, who had a great story during the bowl, uh, but he's coming back from two knee surgeries. So we'll see how that is. And they have an experienced um, offensive line. So everything seems to be pointing to a, um, you know, I don't want to say an offensive powerhouse, but at least a, an effective offense. The best thing about your run game is the guy's name. Want to tell us who your starting running back is? King Doru. It's an awesome name. Yes, it is. Is this the that, that's on the all, that's on the all teams name? But he's not very good. Is this the four star that hasn't really quite either had a chance or just hasn't really panned out? Yeah, he's been stuck behind Horvath, and Horvath's exceeded any kind of expectations we had for him. So he just kind of got stuck. Was so, Samson, you know, he's I stuck use, it out? I use team gets ripped for not being able to run the ball. Uh, Seth, but uh, I don't know if you looked at your last year's numbers. Brom doesn't try to run. Do you know how much you averaged in yards per carry last year? Our screen game and short game is the run game. 2.8. Yeah. 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 And and you you practically had Mike Allstott behind there and you couldn't get three yards. He was in this good offensive line. Still went to a bowl game. I mean, it's Tennessee. Don't talk about that. Really? That was awesome We're going to do game. this. <laughs> we don't talk about Tennessee. Uh, it was a cool game, though. Yeah. And, and Brandon, I, again, I, I hate to defend Purdue here, but what was their completion percentage last year? 68%. Close to 70, yeah. Yeah. I got stats. I got stats. There's no reason to run the football when you're 70% of the time you're completing a pass. So I think the biggest concern for Purdue is on the defensive side. Um, Brandon, I know you were talking about I can't remember what the rating system was. You said there were a lot of heavy on the defense. Yeah. Um, I think the secondary is going to be really strong, but the front seven, I think there's some question marks. You don't like Branson Dean? I think he's all right. Honorable I, mention all big 10. I mean, he didn't get sacks, but he, he I mean, he gets a lot of tackles for being he's a effective. tackle. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely being held down by Cam Allen and Corey Trice. Right. Like Corey Trice has a lot of tackles for the corner. We talk about Taiwan Mullen being a great tackle, uh, tackling corner. Corey Trice, 6'3, 215, and 71 he's tackles. Big, big 6'3, 215 as a corner. It's yeah. massive. Yeah. So we'll see if Good they can. IU has all huge wide receivers. So that <laughs> size is quickly negated because we roll out all 6'4 dudes. So, you know. Yeah. Screw your six three corner when we got six four, six five wide receivers. Or we'll see if he can run with DJ Matthews or not. But so he can't. There's that too. But he can't. So there you go. Well, we got um, Reese, we got Reese running slot for that, so don't worry. No, so we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um okay. So who else? What else we got going on? Uh no, the rest of it, I mean, it's it's kind of just cobbled together transfer linebackers. There, there's nothing really there outside of there. Um, and of course, the only person I have to, I think, contractually mention is uh Yanni Karloftis, who is uh kind of buried on the depth chart. Um, but he'll eventually be good. I'm I'm being promised. Was he as highly rated as as Jorge? 
same ballpark, not gotcha. not quite as high. Gotcha. Dude, what about Karloftis lighting it up in preseason? Yeah. I mean, he's going to be he, good. He looks like a steal. Like, I don't want to put him in like the, because they play, they play the same position, but they play it differently. But like, he's looking like, like a t- potentially a TJ Watt lot, like style where they, because TJ Watt got picked at 30. People don't realize TJ Watt got picked at 30. Well, don't, so forget did about, don't forget about a really good defensive end that just retired from Purdue and Kerrigan. Yeah. Yep. So um, he was a stud at a, all right, I gotta quit talking yeah, positive about Purdue. I Either said way, I wasn't gonna do this. <laughs> I was uh, just gonna chat about something, and I now I can't remember what it. Oh, we were talking about how you know if we're gonna be all Purdue and everything, and talk about preseason players, and let's talk about a player that wasn't drafted that's been fantastic for the 49ers in preseason, and and that's Marcelino McCray Ball has been great. Led him again in tackles last week or on Thursday, yesterday. Um, he was uh he was really good. So and hopefully he makes the team. It looks like he's going to look like he was playing first team ball when he was out there. So um, it's good to see him out there. Interception his first game, I think. So um, good for him. Good for him. I can't you know McFadden's been really good, uh, solid for New York, and then you know everybody else has had a couple hiccups. Ty Freifogel got injured, uh, and was released by Dallas. So. Uh, yeah, but out of the out of the squad that I use got out there rookie wise, McFadden and, and Ball look like some pretty good studs there. So hopefully they can stick on. So um, is that it for key players, Seth? Yeah. Anything so new on the co- coaching staff, offense, defense? No, it doesn't matter. It's the Brom show. Do you still have like the little? Did you just the say the Brom show. You did just say the. Did you throw? Show. You threw up a little bit in your mouth. I saw Ugh. that. There's like multiple Brahms, right? Isn't there yeah. another Brom? There's about Brady to drop a bomb if he keeps <laughs> talking like that. <laughs> yeah, his brother's the offensive coordinator, and his son's the ball boy, or hype oh coach, God. or some goofy like uh, graduate stuff. Graduate assistant or something. No, he's like 14. Mm. Yeah. Who's the one that was the like the decent quarterback in Louisville? Brian. Brian. Yeah. He, is that that he's on the staff? I think he's the OC. Gotcha. So he's just the mouthpiece for his brother. The Brom. The Brom yeah. show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll just keep pushing that button. Okay. It's fine with me. It's just yeah, you get more and more comfortable saying it. Like the first time it came out of your mouth, it felt forced, but now it's just like you're just being a total yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um cool. Key matchups. Uh we don't really need to spend a lot of time on here. I think it's pretty obvious. I would say it's our strength versus their strength on offense and defense. Um offensively, though, I think the one Wait, can, can we stop that? Can we stop saying other than the tight end, who's catching passes? It doesn't. I don't think it matters. You just you have don't to, think it matters. I don't think it matters. I think it matters a lot. I think when you lose David Bell and you lose Milton Wright, that's big shoes to fill. Yeah. Like, how much production is that? Do you have the numbers? Because I have the numbers for that. How much? How much oh. production do they have to make up, Seth? They made it up in the Tennessee game with Brock Thompson going over two hundred yards. Oh, oh, so with so both two, of those guys out. So, so 200 yards is going to make up for 146 passes in a per, season. Per game. He's not catching that much. <laughs> if he goes 200 per game, maybe. 
But didn't number 17 play in the bowl game? I can't remember. He was kicked off fairly. So they can't run. They have no one that can catch other than a tight end, which seems like you can game plan for that, especially when you play a 4-2-5. You play a 4-2-5, you can cover a tight end. Um, You literally have an extra safety literally for that. So I don't know. So again, yes, Purdue's strength is offense, right? but I think we have a perfect scheme to shut down their offense. I know we're talking matchups. I'm jumped the horse a little bit here or jumped the shark on that a little bit, but yeah, I, I don't, you've, I don't know. Him I don't know how this offense is going to move the ball on us. I don't think that, I don't know how they're going to move the ball at all. Okay. Um, if what, they didn't have the easiest schedule in the country, what, let me what, clarify. What, rank, what rank schedule again, is this like the 92nd? I easiest? don't know. You it was a hundred. It was 108th. I think 108. Oh yeah, that's right. Hardest schedule. Yeah, and you, you guys were tenth in the same conference. If they played our schedule, they'd win three games. Three, three games, maybe four. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say you're so high on Maryland though. So um, very don't get Maryland. <laughs> go Terps. Tolia, Tolia, Tonga Valoa. Here we go. Oh goodness. Okay, I, I, I disagree. I mean, I have more faith in Charlie Jones and Brock Thompson than you do, obviously, but. I, I get where you're coming from. It's a lot to replace, but I, I think Payne Durham's pretty good too. I, and yes, of course, having three safeties will help prevent a little bit of that. Payne Durham is really I'm just, good. I'm just, really I'm crossing my fingers. There's some semblance of a running game. If we can get anywhere over 3.3 yards per run, that'd be so much more. Uh, yeah. So much more positive, but he just doesn't yeah. care. He doesn't care. That's a lot of production gone on the outside. Yeah, I agree, but you know, it, it can be replaced. Maybe we'll see. Bama does it. So why can't Purdue? Right. We can't no. <laughs> uh, they that, lose so much. Yeah. Jalen Alexander gone. Carl Loftus gone. Yeah. George Carl. Second leading, second leading tackler. Marvin Grant gone. Yeah. You're forgetting the best player. You still haven't even said it. 55. Derek Barnes. That was two years ago. Two years ago. Dang it. Yep. So, like, Purdue had an amazing year last year. Congratulations. We've seen what happens when you lose literally everybody. Yeah. They, they lose well, everyone but a quarterback and a tight end and an offense that produced less than three, an offensive line that produced less than three yards of carry. But somehow they're going to beat Penn State next week. Gotta love Purdue fans. Love them. Love them. We're... we're... I had full intention of everybody playing nice today, but I guess that's that's been thrown out the window since you dropped that Brahm on us. Um, okay, any other key matchups? I mean, obviously, we need to be able to run the football. Um, you know, their strength is a defensive secondary. If we can run the football, control the, the time of possession, keep Aiden O'Connell and his short little passes off the field, then, um, you know, that's that's it. That's all she's going to write. So, um, cool. Anything else you guys want to add key matchup wise kicker right. versus kicker punters. I was, I was just going to say, like, I'm going to get my Seth sack out of the way. Now, who is the better special teams? IU or Purdue? Cause we, okay. First of all, Charlie Jones is an all, all big 10 punt kick returner. Okay. That's gotta mean something. I, I don't know. And then Finneran is one of our top, probably seven or eight players overall. 
I don't I don't know if he's Chucky Campbell good to probably have a little edge there. But I mean, honestly, not not to go all special teams nerd on you, but making IU go 85, 90 yards is a problem. So having a good punter, I'll give you that. Let's talk long we'll snapper. Talk long snapper. We probably have the best. Long we got one on scholarship. Scholarship. We have. We gave, so do we. I think Sean okay. Ratcher, I think, is on okay. scholarship. I think he's one of the best long snappers in the country. Uh huh. We have an Aussie. Let's talk about his technique, though. Well, we have a Kiwi. Sorry. We have a Kiwi. Um, at the punter, we've got uh, a kicker with great hair and swag for being 5'6", or however tall he is. Um, <laughs> I said tall he is, not tall he is, Brandon. Calm down. Well, yeah. um, and then I'm pretty sure that DJ Matthews is on special teams watch list. The dude played three games last year before he tore, tore his ACL. Um, so in three games, he had uh, one punt return. So imagine what he can do times four. So that's going to be four punt returns in a season. Okay, so they're they're totally equal. Got it. Good no, no, point. No. So it's a clear advantage <laughs> to the cream and crimson. So, um, okay, cool. Well, let's wrap up this uh, real quick. Bakery. Real quick. One more thing. One more thing. Do you guys play Yahoo Fantasy Football at all? Yes. Do you know how? I mean, their snark is amazing, right? Do you read ever read the player profiles or the matchup recaps or anything like that? Yeah. They've brought their snark into now everything. Like Yahoo snark is amazing. Here is the last paragraph of Yahoo Sports preview. Purdue football has always been a little bit of a little engine that could sort Uh, of program without the next level star power, the biggest of Big Ten teams. But that that is no longer. Joe Tiller is no longer rolling out a scheme that makes everybody's uh, everyone worry. And this also isn't basketball. Um, There are times when this offense sputtered like it did against Wisconsin. This offense is not going to be able to do it again this year. This team has become the little engine that can't. Love it. Love it. Little engine that can't. Stay away from the IU preview. Get it because it's a boilermaker and it's an engine joke. Get it? I get it. I love it. That little tiny, the little little, um, train that they run out onto the field at their home games or whatever. Yeah, that little thing. I think they use the same one at Sullivan's Hardware for my kid to ride around on during Christmas time. Um, Thank you for giving me that Yahoo. We should name this podcast the little engine that can't. It's so good. We could. We could name this one. Yeah. Um, I'll forget tomorrow when I post it. But yeah. Um, Cool. Real quick. Super quick word from our sponsor, Monon Track Club. Guys, they're having a sale. I saw it on... uh, on the Insta is what the youths are calling it now. Um, he is making a sale. And guess what? He doesn't know this. You can still get 10% off whatever he's already discounted on his merch. And when I'm talking about he, I'm talking about Garrett. I'm talking about an IU graduate who's, who dabbles in about every career that there is available from brewing beer to lawyering people to owning his own business that involves running and selling merchandise. That business is called Moan on Track Club. Check out the link in the show notes uh, if I remember to put it there. If not, it's always on Twitter um, whenever we post the podcast announcement. 10% off your order. Use LEO10, LEO10 at checkout. And don't tell Garrett. So there you go. And they've got some pretty cool dope shirts out right now uh, that are on sale. 
for him, that probably is like a dollar 99 or like free shipping off, but um, you can save another 10%. So there you go. LEO 10, LEO 10. Okay. Now everybody's favorite part of the podcast and the way that it's going right now, this is going to be a lot of fun. Brandon, Brando's randos, drop them. Rivalry week. Rivalry podcast. Is Purdue a rivalry? Like for me, little brother. Like oh, it's little brother. God, this is worse than what I thought like, it was going to be. I get so much more. I get worked up for Michigan State more. I get worked up for Ohio State more. You guys even know my pet, my hate for Clifford and Penn State. It's like, you know, you go to Purdue and just pat them on the head. Like, like a little brother. Like, I don't know if you have a little brother, but that's what that's what you do. You pat them on the head. Oh, maybe a little, little tush. Like, so if you guys do think it's a rivalry, tell me why. Tell me why a little brother is a rivalry. It wasn't a rivalry last year. But yeah, because you played us when we were at, we were a three A high school team, um, with a walk on starting quarterback from Noblesville who hasn't won more than three football games in the last twenty years. So, um, which is not true actually. As a Noblesville high school graduate, I think it's been it's so much more years. about than on the actual field, right? Like, yeah. no, but I I do think that it is a legit rivalry because I can't stand. I don't. And, and Seth can vouch to this. I usually don't go out of my way to talk a bunch of crap. And like, whenever it does come up around other Purdue people, I, I tend to sit back and just not listen to it. Um, but when the games come up, it's a little bit different. Uh, I think that that juice starts flowing again. And uh, yeah, I, it, it gets more, it gets me more amped than anything else we play. It's a totally different feeling than like, them like Ohio State fans walking through Memorial Stadium screaming their stupid chant. Like See, that gets me so you've seen much what that does to mad. me. You've seen what that does to me, and it's not okay. Good. I want to hear the Clemson fan tell us why this is a rivalry. Oh no, he's an, I was referring to him as an IU fan at the beginning of the podcast, oh, not a Clemson oh, fan. Oh, or a Gonzaga fan or uh Boise State their football. Boise State. How's their football? Not existent. Um so I, I mean it's the low it's the two it's, big 10 teams in the same state i mean just, he's doing it it's just it's he knows it's a rivalry so. don't, don't make me go all don't make me be skip bayless on this um skip. Skip. <laughs> um yeah i mean it's still you're still recruiting the same kids a lot of times going heavily after the region after the indianapolis area cincinnati louisville there's a lot of the same recruits you're looking for i think i mean the rivalry is always going to exist because of, and even the, your little brother is a rival. I mean, yeah. you try to bully them the whole time. And the one time they get a smack on you, they make sure they put up 45 points so that like, you know, it leaves a little mark and they get you back. Yeah. So, so let's, let's, let's dive in on this a little bit more, a little bit more. Are Purdue fans, not you, cause you're above it. You're above it. But other Purdue fans, do they like being called little brother? Like how on an insult scale of like one to ten, where does that land? Like seven and a half. Pretty it's pretty, pretty harsh. Pretty yeah, yeah. Yeah, they like that. It's um I, I don't know, man. I, I don't want to make it a political thing, but it's it's like 
they always think they're getting looked down on for multiple reasons. So it's just another reason for them to have a chip on their shoulder and be like, oh yeah. And then the chirping they do during the winter, it's nice to have a quiet fall. I've got a quick question. Uh huh. Brandon, for you, is it a rivalry when literally it's going to happen in six days from now? We are, we will be in six days, we will still be 13 total weeks at all from being in any view of their team in any team talks, in any preview, in any game plans. We will be 13 weeks away from there. So for 12 consecutive games, including the first game of the season, they are going to scream, IU sucks. Every kickoff, even if it's an away game, when they're watching it, when I'm saying they, I'm saying Purdue fans outside of Seth, whenever they're watching it on TV, when they're on BTN at noon, they are going to be screaming, IU sucks when they're at Maryland, at their TVs, in their parents' living room. <laughs> Every time. Doesn't that bother you? The, the word rent free gets thrown a lot in lexicons, right? Like it, a lot of people, they either use it incorrectly or they're, they're, you know, being overly dramatic about it. There's nothing more rent free than Purdue students about everything IU. Yeah. Is, so, is that wrong? Is that a wrong statement? No, no. Oh, and you know, since we're here, um, Seth talks about locality and, um, that's how rivalries are born. You know, if you guys haven't watched soccer, you know what you could do? You could Arsenal Tottenham. You want to talk about a rivalry of just people being around each other and one team that's literally not won a trophy of any sort of significance ever or since the 60s, uh, that being Tottenham. And then Arsenal, so that could be your IU, um, has that have won trophies it's been a minute since 2003 um but those two and are and they hate each other they're nine miles away from each other stadiums nine nine miles away can't stand each other that is exactly like this not really but just throwing that in there if you guys want to get into soccer and and if you're not into soccer maybe you've seen mad men and i think if you haven't if you haven't seen mad men watch it i'm into soccer i haven't seen mad men so, so there's perfect. this scene where Don is in an elevator with this little dweeb and he's like bragging. Right. And, and literally Don looks over and says, I don't think about you at all. That's literally me to every Purdue fan. I but don't Don's also in therapy him. the entire like <laughs> back half of the come on. <laughs> I don't Let me think about holes. you at all. Um, all right. All right. Anyway, moving on. Let's let's talk. Let's talk about AOC. Where, where does AOC the worst one? I'll okay. let you decide which one that is. <laughs> Seth loves both of them. So um this is to you this is just not to mine. this is to you this is to you where does aoc rank in your purdue quarterback rankings like is he going to be a guy you're talking about five years from now ten years from now or is he just a forgettable guy like 
when you forget that Curtis Painter was a player and he was even a pro for a couple of years, um, I think he's one of the guys who gets on the name. Like, I think they have a cradle of quarterback sign somewhere in like the practice field. I think his name gets up there, but when they do the, um, like the ESPN, well, not ESPN anymore. Sorry. Uh, what is it? NBC. Excuse me. Let me make sure I get that right. Um, does like, does like the famous QBs from, uh, from Purdue. He won't be on that like little four or five name list. Hey, gotcha. Let's name them. Let's do some since breeze. So let's go breeze since breeze. No, breeze, okay. I mean, it's, is he better? Is he better than, is he better than this is what I'm doing. I'm just going to do a list that I can think of as a non-Purdue fan since pretty much. Let's just go Drew Brees. Is he better than Drew Brees? No. no. Kyle Orton. No. Uh, Robert Marv. Yes. Um, Curtis Painter. Oh, yes. Uh, who is the one in the bucket game that Austin Starr hit the field goal? Who is that one? 2007. I think that was Painter. Was it Painter? Um, okay. Who else then? Who else was I thinking? Um, name some more quarterbacks. I mean, I don't. I I had him listed at like seven when I went through. I mean, obviously greasy. I was gonna say it's, no. it's greasy. It's Len Dawson who just Dawson, passed away. RIP. Um, yeah, I think or Orton's really high up on there with Breeze, and then was we Orton had good? Phipps and Herman. Yeah. Was he? I don't remember. Him yeah, being they like... were. They were like uh, eight and one or something like that late in the season. Then Ohio State beat them. And- Where's so I don't know if you've been watching Hard Knocks, but this guy's been getting a ton oh, of run. David. Thanks wow. for thanks for bringing up the one thing I was going to bring up later, where he lost the game and fumbled away the. Uh, I can't even remember who they were playing against, but yeah, they were showing how good of a how good of a husband he was, and then all of a sudden he goes out there with a the chance to close the game and oh, drops no. drops the shotgun. Which I don't know why they. So, were so where is he formation. at on the David Blau spectrum? Better, better, or better. He's better, better so than Blau. Okay. This yeah. doesn't sound like a real website, but it's www.ranker.com. Uh huh. Has David Blau ninth, Scott Campbell tenth, Aiden O'Connell eleventh, eleventh, Curtis Painter twelfth. Oh no, that that's not that that's not real. You're, Curtis you're saying ranker.com is wrong. Curtis Painter's top five be wrong. Curtis Painter's top five. No. Here's another guy. Here's another Former guy. Cold, dude. Top five automatic top five. Here's another guy for you. Where's Elijah Sindelar? Oh, I forgot about him. He didn't do anything for me. He was inconsistent. Mm. What about your boy that went to LSU that's killing it in preseason? Etling? Yeah. Didn't he, he beat out Edwing? Isn't that why he, he went never to did LSU? anything? Yeah. And he did great when, when he went to uh, an SEC school. Who I forgot. I don't even think this guy did. He, I don't even know if he played. Did Austin Appleby play? Oh, yeah. Appleby played. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't do anything, though. Yeah. The plumber is plumber on that list. Oh, too. yeah. Plumber was good for all. He'll be at like Arizona this year, I think. Somewhere he's out just west. Con- he's just continuing these. Fake ties to Jake Plummer. I mean, I know he went to Arizona. No, I State, think I think but... I'm wrong. I think so, his his brother is at Arizona. So okay. last guy, last guy I'm going to bring up, and just because he was he was there the majority of the time I was at IU. What about Caleb Turbush? Remember him? Ugh. He was so bad. Such a dark time. Yeah, he was so supposed bad. to be good. He was supposed to be good. <laughs> he was supposed um, to be good. 
we so were so ours. excited when he signed. Oh, we were so pumped when he came in. Oh, bad, oh, bad, yeah. bad so, times. And, and back to the thing. This is Aiden's last year. Mm-hmm. You think he probably is in this next tier of quarterbacks is what you're saying. He's not on TV tier, but he's in fandom tier. Yes. Gotcha. Cool. Next question. Um, since I already said Purdue isn't a stepping stone um, school, it's more of a settle school. How long is Brom going to be at Purdue? 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? I'm going to say one more good year. I think if he has another eight win season and wins a bowl game, something will open. I would even say like, Louisville? So maybe Louisville? No, I think that's it. I think kidding. you're stepping we, down. We've survived we've survived that bullet too many times yeah, already. I think you're stepping down at that point. But I think something I think just throw if, some random schools out. I think like I think Oklahoma State, uh something along those lines, maybe at so Auburn's like, coach is about to get fired. Right? Auburn, this, this is Auburn's yeah. I, I forget the name of him, but he's the Parson. number one. He's the number one odds of getting fired this year in the SEC. Would Brom go to Auburn? Yes, I think he would. Sorry, I'm mean, you're, you're if they wanted him, right? You're saying not correct, like, correct. Okay. Not yeah, what I'm saying. I if it was that, like yeah, if they yeah. offered Brom a contract, hundred percent. I th- I think he would go to Kentucky. I think he would go to Cincinnati. Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, Cincinnati as well. You think he'd go to Cincinnati? Because that if, that if, would be a step down at that it, point. I don't think so. You don't think that? Do you think they I would pay him so. more money than what Purdue would pay him? Especially right. now with an influx of another, got, what is it, 80, 000, $80 million a year or whatever it is? We're still coached cheap. Okay. Another question. Another Brom question. Future Big Ten team, UCLA. Coached by, do you guys know who? Last coach Chip I knew Kelly. that was there was Jim Mora Jr. I Chip, Kelly. Chip <laughs> Kelly. Clearly an offensive school. He's been okay. Like he's just been okay. Would Brom leave for UCLA? I mean, I would leave yes. for UCLA. Yeah. Those are two places as we sit here in late August that if Purdue, I don't think so. I think Purdue's going to go six and six. I think they're going to go six and six. They're going to have a down year. Brom's going to be back. Might but, still be, that might still be good enough. But if they go nine games, which I see a lot of people are prognosticating, eight or nine wins. He, I think he's the coach at Auburn or UCLA next year. It's possible. You see that they're going to Mitch is going to have to open the open the wallet. And I would uh, I'd be sad, but I wouldn't blame him one bit. There wouldn't be a single bitter feeling in that. Go get another coach from Toledo because that was a great. Nah. <laughs> Obviously, I could do this the whole time, but this is just a preview podcast. I'll save some for the real podcast. I'll let us move forward because we still got to get through. We may not have a chance to be this snarky when it comes around again, but we'll, you know, we'll see. I think we'll be fine, but you know, depends on what you read or what you believe. So it's it's all good. Let's, let's do this. What, uh, what, um, that's it. You're done. You're done with your randos. Yeah. And Seth, you have an empty sack today. Okay. Um, I'm going to, should we save Seth for last or just let him get out of the way? Get out of the way. Get out of the way. All All right. right. So Purdue, good old Iowa East over here. 
Um, I had IU coming into this game five and six, but that's a lie. I just set that up with the Michigan State fake win so that we could deny them a chance to go bowling. Um, I had Purdue coming in at seven and four, but in the live version of this, I apparently convinced myself uh, with a little bit of hubris that they'd go eight and three. Um, I have Purdue winning handily 34 17. Mm, that's not happening. That's not happening. I, I'll have you know that I, uh, while I was listening to Brandon's last slander before the promo, <laughs> that's when I wrote down the score. So thanks for okay. riling me up. Okay. That's what I'm here for. That's what I get paid for. <laughs> God, it'd be so nice to get paid. <laughs> um, okay. I'll go next. Go, go ahead. ahead. I'll go next. I already, I already said this offense is going to take not one step, not two step. We're going to take three steps back, right? Three steps back. And they, uh, this defense allowed a walk-on quarterback to start off. So that means our offense, which got better, their offense, which got worse, their defense, who got worse, our defense has stayed the same. See where I'm going with this? We don't win 34-17. We win 37. Oh. 24. Okay. That's yep. And a pull away touchdown at the end. There it is. It's a one score game all the way. All I just the way. saw it's it. I just saw it, Brandon. I'm sorry to cut you off. It's a break. It's a bust up the middle by Shivers. Purdue just scored a touchdown. To yep. make it it's the one score game. They need a three and out. They could get a three and out, get the ball back, go take the lead. It is yeah. 30 to 24. And it is Shivers, 30 to yeah. 24. IU, all Purdue needs is a stop. Yep. 60 yard. Buck speed. 30 left. Yep. Buck 30 left. Ball. Purdue's game. got all three timeouts. They could easily stop the ball, get the ball back, march down the field, score a touchdown, and win. And then they fumble the next kickoff and it's over. We just kneel on the 37 21. IU's going bowl. Yep. Love it. Um, Here's what I'm thinking. November 26th, my kid's birthday. That's too perfect of a setup for us to have like a really nice day. So I think it's going to be one of those cold pre Thanksgiving. Post Thanksgiving at this point then? It's post. post it's a Saturday after. Um, post Thanksgiving, just maybe a little bit of some flurries. Just, just a weird weather game. I think we get 20. And weird weather favors the team that can run the ball. And somehow IU will be the better running team. Like we're probably yeah. only going to average like four yards a carry, which is pretty bad in college football. But like Purdue's going to average two and a half. They literally got worse at running back in the same offensive line, the same running and offensive line that produced 2.8 yards a carry. Yeah. So this is yeah. going to be one of those games that the SEC people complain about or national people complain. About. Oh, this is big team football. IU wins the game 20 to 17 with zero drama at the end, like just nothing but probably three and outs <sighs> from like the middle of the third quarter on. Like that's just how it's so going you're to calling end. victory formation. You're calling victory formation. victory formation after IU stops them. They don't get past like the 50 with fourth and five seconds 12, left. Right. Yeah. And O'Connell yeah. is falling back and it just falls about four yards. Yeah. We don't pick short. it off. Yeah. No, he's too no. good to throw an interception. Somehow it falls, but yeah. Um, 
Aiden O'Connell yeah. his seventy percent completion percentage is basically just Matt Ryan now. Like he's not, he doesn't scare you. He doesn't scare you. Like he'll make the easy pass. He'll make the pass that make the stats look good. But Matt Ryan ain't winning any games. Just like the Colts aren't going to win on November 28th (laughs) when the Steelers crush the Colts in Lucas Oil. It's going to be a great weekend for me. It's going to be a, I'm going to be at the Purdue IU game. I'm going to see an awesome win. Then I'm going to, I'm going to be at the Steelers Colts game. And it's going to be an all-time weekend for me. I'm going to remember it for the rest of my life. You're going to have a terrible weekend. You're going to just have an awful weekend. Um, yeah, Mitch Trubisky is not is not going to win you a football game. Um, no, you're right. Kenny Pickett. Will. It'll be Pickett by then. Yeah. Yeah, you think? Yeah, because it'll be so bad. Um, okay, cool. Speaking of bad, this podcast. Uh, it, be sure to check us out. It's on Twitter. It's at podcast leo. We are a we are a week. We are one week away. We will be in the stadium. We, when I say we, I mean just me out of the three of us, guaranteed to be in the stadium one week from right now. There is football um, tomorrow. There's, well, I'm not going to pay attention to it. I might watch well, a little Dublin, bit of the not, Illinois game. It's not good football. Right Dublin. We get I to might watch, watch a little bit of the Illinois game. That's about it. Um, be sure to check it out on Twitter at Podcast LEO. Most of, the, well, occasionally, Seth will just tweet things and I don't even know about it. And then the next thing I know, I've got 20 notifications on my phone. I'm like, what did I do on accident? And he does something kind of snarky and kind of funny. So it's kind of cool sometimes. But guess what, guys? Live tweets. They're coming coming back. They're coming. They're a week away. And be sure to download, follow, rate, review us, our podcast. We're on all the platforms. I think we're not on one that we're not or that we're supposed to be on um other than patreon because we'd love to charge you guys to listen to this crap but i'm not sure it's worth it at this point um but yeah check us out tell your friends about it you know all that cool stuff come over and see us um see me at least maybe seth will be there i'm not sure um at the tailgate we'll be in lot two we'll be in lot two all season uh we will tweet out location we'll tweet out flags that are thrown up all that cool stuff so Um, I'm super excited to get started on the preview next week. And until then, we will talk to you. It's Elio, and I love you guys. Elio. I love you guys a lot less this week. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much, Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that, Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day, Elio. Awesome, Elio. Elio. Elio.